Hey homies, it's Liz. This is Brandon. And you're listening to Ain't That Something Podcast. A tripod production. (laughs) What's going on everybody? It's your boy Brandon. And your girl Liz. And we are back for another episode of the Ain't That Something podcast. What's going on, Gab? We're here with our good friend, Gab Dundishi. We She's been a friend of mine for the past year. I met her at a at a, the actual comm mixer for the graduate program uh, hold on, about hold on, a year. Hold on, hold on. We've been friends more than a year. Are we? There's no way. No, definitely a year. <laughs> yeah. Wait, when? No, about a year? Closer to- about closer to two years. Uh, we met at the comm mixer uh, for the graduate program back at the Wahoo's Rest in Peace. And... Uh, I knew Gab was there to hang when we did, uh, we went to go get green tea shot and we pounded them back in front of our advisor <laughs> right before we were supposed to go to class. So we just went to class freaking plastered. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a good time. Definitely a good time. Definitely a time I'm missing right now. Um, uh, COVID. Uh, I, I mean, I don't drink anymore, but I miss, I miss the bar scene as well. Uh, but uh, Gab, so... I've been trying to get you on the show since I first started, actually, the first season. And uh, when Liz first came on, I told her, like, this is one of the biggest people I want on the show. Just because, like, you're so dope. And if people know you, they should know, like, how you carry yourself. You're probably one of, like, the, the coolest people I know or we know. Like, we had that class with Eric Her where you would just walk in with, like, your day's food in both hands. Yeah. Or you had, like, your... your... <laughs> your donut holes it was honestly a whole mood and uh i wish more people were like that because with you it's like (laughs) nah nah because like what you see is what you get with you and that's hard for a lot of people yeah um and during quarantine i actually had the chance to reflect on a lot of that of whether or not people see who i truly am um love reflection and um and we reflected that a lot of the people i used to be friends with weren't actual true friends they were just the people that wanted me around to have fun and go out with um so you learn a lot during reflect you learn a lot when you reflect a lot um yeah and I was super happy to have that time to myself to figure that out I shut everyone out to figure it out and no one reached out so that's Ooh. how you know <laughs> yeah. that's how you know who cares and who doesn't <laughs> we love that Liz you had a similar experience over quarantine right yeah, I feel like a lot of people went through that whole self-reflection process during then because you're just stuck by yourself. But yeah, you really do see the fake people who don't reach out. But I also at the same time feel like people might think I'm one of those just because I never reach out. And I like even for the past two years, I don't reach out either. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just like, I should probably reach out to like people and check up on them. And then but I think I know it's a problem, but I don't really do anything about it. My mom's always like, whenever I go home, she's like, Brandon, why don't you talk to any of your friends from high school? And I'm like, because when I left for the military, nobody reached out to me. So why the hell am I supposed to reach out to them? You know, like they can kiss my ass. Some I people get might the randomest to- people to reach out. And it's really? like, hi. <laughs> like, what? Like, remember we had that class together? And like, I'm just checking to see if you're okay. Like, aren't we still, like <laughs> kind of friends? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we might be tight, but we're not tight. Uh, I had actually, remember, you know, Cam, we all love Cam. Cam texted me at three o'clock in the morning the other day, speaking to people that re- reached out and he's like, bro, can we, be- can you believe we're freaking graduating this year? 
like <laughs> and you're graduating before i am how weird is that i'm like bro it's three o'clock in the morning i don't know if i'm what what year it is right now like come on what's but, uh, scary is that i graduate in 10 weeks so oh <laughs> yeah no <laughs> that's crazy like gab we literally started this program together uh the graduate program and we're going to be like you graduate and then I graduate like 10 weeks later in the spring it's just so weird right like I I don't know if I'm prepared it's, but like it's, how are you scary yeah at first I thought I was super prepared and I was like yeah like I'm gonna graduate like a job I'm gonna be fine um especially in the beginning of COVID I was like all right I'm gonna just look at jobs but not apply um yeah. because I graduate in you know, two terms, like I shouldn't be worried about it. Um, I want my whole portfolio done before reaching out to people. Um, so things aren't half-assed, but truth be told, like I'm reaching out now and I come to the realization that there's people out there who are way over overqualified applying to jobs for entry level because of COVID. And that just changes the whole dynamic of, <laughs> of the job search and- yeah. I'm still I'm still applying to jobs that has five to seven years of experience. Yes, yeah. I don't have that experience, but hey, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I will work yeah. my ass off to get to that position. What did you say, Liz? What was that, Liz? Like they expect like college graduates for entry level jobs to be like have five to seven years of experience in this, and like you're looking for college graduates. We're not gonna have five to seven years of experience of that five or seven years ago we were in high school like Jesus (laughs) exactly I I just Um, feel like the workforce has no realistic expectations of what's actually going on and that's really sad because they're basing everything off of the generation that was before us but I feel like now more than ever they should I don't want to say lower the expectations but just expect that people aren't going to have as much experience as they want you know prioritize other things than just experience yeah but uh liz you uh speaking of uh speaking of that uh we love that uh no you're good I'm laughing at that awkward silence we had because you had a meeting but yeah so you said you're applying to jobs what kind of jobs are you applying for because like i'm right there in that same boat with you like i've I'm applying to places like granted I have I have a couple places that I like ideally would I, that are kind of like I wouldn't say lined up but like uh I know I would be secure with them but I, I'm still applying to jobs because like you never know because of this ever-changing world but things are always like looming in the back of my head like wow something can change because there's a, a pandemic that happened and nobody saw that coming so I feel like I was gonna be prepared uh where are you right now with that mm, so when I first started, I went to LinkedIn. I was like, all right, communications. You know me, Brandon, at the point where when a teacher asks the first day of school, like, where do you want to be? Like, what do you want to do with this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I have yeah. no clue. Everyone knows where they want to go. And like, what? I'm like, how? How, how do you know you want to do strictly Nobody, event planning? I hate yeah. that. And everyone, and I know so many people who have gotten co-ops that applied, you know, their actual major, but my internship was not my major. So how does that apply to my future? Like, I, I don't get it. And 
so when applying, I'm applying to public relations um, positions, but I was applying to coordinator positions too, because I'm like, I have this master's under my belt. Yeah, I have yeah. no experience, but I do have education. <laughs> um, that doesn't hold for much because they, they don't see the experience or like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did apply for some social media things. I don't really want to do social media all my life. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it as much as other people. I did dabble a little bit on my own accounts to see if I could grow it. Um, but then in the beginning of quarantine, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. So I applied to definitely a wide range of positions and responsibilities. My dream jobs, of course, which include not a, a dream position, but a dream company, which was Apple, Live Nation, Spotify. Um, I did apply to Walt Disney, in addition to like Tesla, different like big companies, Discovery, um, all these companies that I looked up to as a kid, I wanted to apply, knowing in the back of my mind that, yeah, I might not get it, but I really wanted to push and just try it. Um, yeah. You never I know unless you so try it. hard these past five years. <laughs> I know. I worked so hard these past five years, but I just feel like there's no outcome at this point. And yeah. this job hunting process is draining because there's it's no draining. new jobs that are popping up every day. Like it's the same positions over and over and over again. Yeah. And LinkedIn like doesn't, which I, what I hate about LinkedIn is that when you apply to a certain job position, it doesn't like market for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't like check it off. So like if you're going down the list again, there's a huge probability oh, you might, yeah. you're clicking the same job. Yeah. That you already applied to. See, so it's for like, me, yeah. Update it. <laughs> so when I first started doing the job searching, I I uh, I would send them out, and then at the next morning at like nine o'clock the next morning, it would be like you got approved for an interview. And I would just think about it, like, yeah, I was so excited. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a second, the job workday doesn't start till nine o'clock in the morning, realistically. I sent in this application at 10.30 at night while I was in a manic episode of not knowing what I want to do with my life. And you're already accepting it because you said you looked over my, uh, looked over my resume. No, that's sketchy as all hell, bro. Like you're not, it's some probably some pyramid scheme stuff right there, you know? Do you ever get any of those? Yeah, all the time they'll they'll dm me they'll be like oh we're looking for this and that like you could be a great part of our team <laughs> i'm like you know not quite um yeah. and i'm just i'm super nervous i to graduate and not have anything under my belt um it, yeah it is a huge possibility and it happens to everyone yeah but it might i hate that i'm gonna say this But in my timeline, I didn't plan for it. But I've also come to the realization that like every timeline is different and that we can't be so stuck to one line. Otherwise, we are so driven by the wrong motives of just getting there rather than being happy to get there. Yeah. So this is cheesy, but it is all about the journey. It is about learning and gaining experience in order to get where you want to be and not just jump over. 10 people to get there without knowing anything i don't know i as you can tell i've been reflecting a lot in quarantine oh no it's wonderful 
Yeah, I definitely agree with your point. Like there's no timeline to reach certain milestones, but definitely society, especially with like higher ed puts that pressure on you. Like right after you graduate, you should have a job and everything. And yeah. Yeah, we're also built just because of school. Like we work for a good grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now yeah, we have, it's like, we, we have to work an outcome and not to learn really. Yeah. Like, yeah not, Gab and I, we had this conversation a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Hey, bro, like, have you ever gotten a C on a in a class before?" And like, bro, I've gotten D's before. Like, what is it? I'm like, I'm just gonna see my whole like my GPA is gonna drop. And you were like, "It doesn't matter as long as you pass the class." Like, I really had to think about that because it's like we put so much effort into wanting a good grade that we forget everything else. So like, we might not be retaining the knowledge; we're just pushing out the knowledge to get that good grade. I used to stress so much freshman sophomore even junior year um towards the end of junior year rare junior year <laughs> um i realized like grades don't matter as much as i thought they did it was yeah. drive it was my motive to do well but i wasn't learning anything i was just stressing myself out um i was I had so many all nighters i barely slept like it wasn't worth it and brandon be like what if i hand in this assignment late and i'm like well i handed my assignment in two weeks late <laughs> bro do you remember because we, like, like, we had that grant writing we had that grant writing class you remember that grant writing class and i was like uh because liz also had that grant writing class but you we had it together as well and i was like did you hand in your grant writing assignment like no nah, not yeah and like you know what to do today and like what it's due today. Yeah, you were like, it's due. It's it was due an hour ago, and I was like, I thought it was due tonight. I knocked out the whole thing that day and submitted it at two, like one thirty-two, and um, that's when I do my best work. Weirdly, yeah, because yeah. that was the first time a professor was like, that was amazing, and i'll give you all my money right now and i was asking for like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to start a new program like that was yeah i was like whoa (laughs) i was like i don't want to do grant writing for the rest of my life but i guess i'm good at it (laughs) but yeah uh, i just we need to figure out a way to make sure that like yes we succeed but not at the cost of everything else you know like uh this year i realized that like yeah i might be successful with my grades and like the uh and like my post stuff as well but like it came at the cost of my mental health you know I was things got really dark you you both know this like I went through some dark times and I feel like if we had a little bit more understanding of not everything has to be perfect then it would have been a little bit better but you said it yourself uh, Gab when we had class together you said I'm a low-key perfectionist uh I think I'm a high-key perfectionist at this point but um it's just something that perfection is great but it's not something that can always be attained it's not possible at all perfection is not attainable and something I'm trying to tell myself to because I am very much a perfectionist and I'm like trying to tell myself that like progress is not always perfection it's just the matter of you keeping on like trying and going yeah yeah I I am a perfectionist but I have learned to channel it differently um and when i said low-key it was very low-key to brandon's eyes (laughs) um not so much to everyone else he would you know freak out at the littlest detail the littlest thing when it didn't matter 
and though I'm finally this is the first time I've ever um done this but I've been um finally putting aside some of my work instead of stressing out about if it's perfect or not um I've been setting time for myself and reflecting meditating um I'm doing a lot of art I'm, I'm doing yeah, you're a boss of the again, art. I just want to cool. disclaimer, Gab's art is absolutely amazing. And she actually made our podcast logo. Uh, and she made the logo for the tripod as a whole. So you know that girl's talented. So thank you so much, Gab. Of course, but I don't think I'm talented. So like we're working oh. at it because I'm a perfectionist, you know. Um, yeah. But another I was talking to one of my friends about being perfect or you know being perfectly imperfect um because it's a concept that like a lot of us need to grasp and when it comes to job searching it's highly discouraging when you don't see that you qualify all your qualifications don't meet their qualifications so you think that you're just not perfect for the job and you're not a good fit I second guessed so many job applications and then the next day I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and they weren't there anymore it's like oh man come on yeah I think the most intimidating um, part of job searching isn't like the interview it's like applying first and see if you're getting the interview because I like you always second guess myself I'm just I'm not gonna get it or like if I do get it like I like I don't know how to explain myself if they (laughs) ask me about these things even with assignments like if I don't think I'm gonna do good on it even though I'm probably gonna do good on it I'm like oh I don't know what I'm doing I really don't know what I'm doing like second guess everything where it's like wow why did I wait until last minute to actually do this (laughs) yeah you know like I think a big step is just jumping as this might sound cheesy but so when I was younger and didn't know how to swim my grandmother used to tell me I would get in the pool and she'd be like, all right, come on, swim, swim, swim. And I would say, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this the whole way through the pool. And recently I've been, and growing up, my grandma would be like, do you remember the girl who used to say, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. And recently, like, that's what's been playing on my head on repeat that I can do it. I mean, I didn't drown. So we're here. I think we also depend on other people to give us that, you know, affirmation that we are great and that we can succeed and we can get the job and we need that like external, um, I guess, compliment of even getting an interview. I've gotten turned down from three jobs that I just applied for. I have no one that reached out to say like, like, hey, want to have an interview? Um, It's kind of intimidating because I know how much I can actually do though I don't have the experience to back that up but I'm talented but I'm not according to their eyes and I need like I wish I you know we want to see success and the way we measure success is if we get other people to measure it for us and be like you're you're pretty good instead of us yeah. telling ourselves that we are good enough for things I uh, I think that's great like I'm going to relay that back to our podcast like Liz and I joke around that this we have a, a questionably successful podcast because like we may not have like debatable (laughs) it's debatable debatably successful podcast it's not the fact that uh we don't have like because like we have listeners but like I feel like we would still be doing this even if we didn't have the amount of listeners we do you know because it's fun to do we do it well 
and in our eyes and we're doing it successfully, you know? And, and it, we like shouldn't- I've definitely, oh, not to cut you off, Brandon, sorry, but like I've definitely noticed personal improvements from doing this podcast for my skills of like articulating and verbal conversation. So even though it may not be successful as a brand, like I find little small victories and still continuing doing this for myself. I, Brandon, I just see you becoming more confident and that's you like think? amazing. Do you <laughs> really do. think that? Oh, yeah. Uh, to be fair, like when I first started, like I hated doing presentations and everything. And like, I think what really showed like how far like my confidence came, especially uh, is when we gave our presentation, that final presentation for Count 698. And like, everybody was like, wow, you did like amazing. Cause like usually I'm like really jittery and I get nervous and I fumble over my words, but like I, I like powered through that uh, one like a boss. You and, did like, a here's a great job. Appreciate that. And I remember after that presentation, like I'm not in that class, but you texted me right after and you're just like, I'm so proud of myself. Like everybody was yeah. like, so like, they were amazed by my presentation. I was just like, I'm happy for you. I just want to clarify, we were supposed to, that presentation was supposed to be about what we wanted to do after we graduate. And I just talked about for nine minutes about how I had no idea what I wanted to do after I graduated. And it still came out really good. Gab was the same way, where we didn't have any idea of what we wanted to do. And I feel like everybody else in that class had a solid idea of what they wanted to do. Like our friend Alyssa, amazing, blew it out of the water. But she's a very, she's very much so like that, you know? But like, uh, I just thought it was like great. Like, we, yeah, we don't have I'm, any idea what we're I'm gonna lost do. in the water. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost in the water. I'm ready to just ride the wave, let it crash, ripple, and repeat, and just keep going until I make it to land. <laughs> but um, I think that's how we learn, though, you know? I agree. I agree. Um, I think we only learn from failure or from being lost. Like, the path is never going to be paid for us. Um, actually, scratch that. It could be if, because in this world, it's like who you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think because it's who you know and not what you know, a lot of missed opportunities happen, even for companies. Like they're missing on, out on a lot of great people when just going towards like references. Um, not saying I'm going to not use my network. <laughs> yeah. Use that network. <laughs> but um, I think that's the only way I'm going to probably get a job is through who I know at this point. No, like, uh, I think, I just want to say really quickly, that's something you and Liz have in common, where you think that you're not good enough when it comes to things like that, and it's only based off of who you know. You guys are both very much so successful in your own right. Like, I'm sitting here, one, two, three, and I'm probably the least successful out of all three of us, and we we know this. You guys are laughing, but, like, this is that's how I see it in my eyes. So, to other people, you are high, highly successful, and I see it, and you guys are both very marketable people this is see this is what i was just talking about we look for other people to tell us because we don't want to tell ourselves and yeah like brandon every class i had with you i was always like oh, like first class i've ever had with you i was like he knows what he's doing like i gotta ask for his help because i don't know what, what? i'm doing and it's because you had your like shit all together and i didn't and I like somewhat looked up to your work ethic because you were such a perfectionist to the point where it made me want to push myself just as hard because I'm the same way. Um, 
but I was like, I can't be slacking. Like, and then Cam, and then Cam, sorry, I'm going to call out Cam for a quick second. Um, Cam, bro. I love him to death, but his vocabulary just makes me feel so dumb. I hate it. I hate it. I love him. I love how, like, that's his thing, where his vocabulary is the SAT study card, but um, it makes me feel dumb, where it's like, wow, like, he's gonna get a job, which he probably already did, but, (laughs) um, and now, like, seeing everyone get their co-ops, because even though I'm not even at co-op, seeing people like oh like on LinkedIn it'd be like oh they got a job congratulate them they get a job congratulate them I'm actually looking for a job who's gonna congratulate me because I didn't get one (laughs) I will I will be the first one to congratulate you uh yeah when you get a job let's be second no I mean I mean like can I hear congratulations for not getting one like there's we're trying yeah yeah I think think like going back on our conversation before with perfectionism and everything like we all tend to focus on the outcome like example getting an A instead of focusing on how much effort we actually put into like the A is the goal but it shouldn't be what determines our value it should be how much effort we decide to put into our work. And even if we don't really achieve the A, as long as we tried our best, I think that is like the overall message, like the journey, not the destination. Seems to be the common theme here. I see like, (laughs) I feel like uh, in regards to perfectionism, perfectionism, it should just be a thing of the past. We need to move forward. We need to be in a perfectionist society. Obviously that's never gonna happen or it might happen, but just in the near future, but. I'm gonna uh, replay Liz, what? I think I'm going to replay this for Brandon when he's like, <laughs> oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Is it okay? I'm going to be like, can you go listen to your own podcast? Because you said oh. we should live in a perfectionist world. Oh, I yeah. I just want to go back in time really quick. So I really love this conversation that we're having. But obviously, there's uh, we're fit. the class that we had together, Gab, is famous in the communication department for what happened to me, Val, Cam and Jillian that we had with Professor Alexander Nicola. So we were we were going so strong. We thought it was, we were doing so well and it was a great presentation. And then at the end, he was like, yeah, it was good, but you missed one thing. And he says, you have to redo it again next week. And then I'm sitting at the front of the class and I see Gab turn around and, and then Gab told me later on that they were adding what we had forgotten as soon as he, as soon as he said it. So like that means they forgot it too. But like when he said that like we had to redo it, I look. I high key went out into the hallway, stayed there till the end of class because I was having a panic attack, because I've never had that happen to me again. And then Gab was just like, "Bro, like, what are you, what are you panicking about? Like, there's nothing to worry about. He's gonna let you do it again." The you know? thing that you missed. <laughs> this is why it was so like your presentation was great. The thing that he, his whole group missed was the main part of the presentation. Yeah. the the theories and application like completely like it was like a history session instead of like applying what we learned in class and to be fair i didn't pick the idea that was i had no control over that one. i know um but i think the way like next like i just think that was such a learning moment for y- you guys because everyone in your group was a perfectionist and none of you ever like had that happen because you guys were all like what that that happened to us like you guys were like a yeah. stacked group we were stacked yeah um 
but but I just want to I want to say live. that like Gab was Gab I wanted Gab in our group but there's two members of our group that are paired that they don't go with that one one another so, and obviously I'm not gonna Cam so Cam is Cam, you know Cam right Cam Laporte he's one of the very few men in the com graduate program so we always stick together as well so it's like it just made sense for the four of us to get together and but and then uh, Jill, uh Gab had Jill and like that's Gab had Jill and uh Alyssa Jill and, and Alyssa uh and so like it just made and, sense and but, some, like, I loved my group because it was so yeah. like me and Jill get really along same with Alyssa like us three yeah. like we've grown together through this the comm department which I'm super happy about <laughs> but um, it's funny though it's um yeah I feel like uh like I, like Liz I always say like the group that you start your comm program like the MS program with is the group that you're finishing with like I started my program with Gab and a few other people and we're literally finishing at the around the exact same time we're going to be getting our diplomas at the exact same time so like it pays to like be on somewhat good terms with them uh of them are already on Eboard, so I've known them before, so it's yeah. kind of traveling with them. Like the, the group we came in with, um, you definitely grow and you figure out who's on your side to grow yeah. as well. Like some people won't help you, which also reflects like in job searching and stuff, like no one's going to help you with that no one, yeah. unless you ask someone to help you. But your group is the group that you know you can go to if you missed homework or this and that i have classes now i have no clue who anyone is yeah because it's all online and the past few terms i've been having group projects with people across the ocean <laughs> and not having any contact with them yeah that is highly difficult <laughs> like it's we're just it, this whole thing is going to be over at some point but like I feel bad for us and like the group that came before us, Gab, because like we're not going to be able to finish strong, you know? I mean, we're still finishing, but we're not going to finish the way it should be finished. Well, yeah, right now I'm struggling with the fact I need a diversity elective for my undergrad. Um, I asked for what I was in a music class, but because it was African American music, like introduction or something. Um, but when I went in, it was so intense and he was expecting like 30 pages of reading every night. This is an elective. Yeah. I what? Like I I went to Fred, I was like, I can't do this. Like, what other diversity? She gave me three other options. Um, none of them work with my schedule. So that's cool. <laughs> so maybe I won't be graduating on time. <laughs> you will, definitely. And I'm trying to apply for other ones but you know it's so COVID has transitioned the whole online or education experience in general but it also has transitioned everything from education to job search sorry I'm trying to like key the conversation um in a full yeah. circle uh the like the job search online and interviews online how do I know that the person who's interviewing me is wearing pants like that's what goes through my head. Yeah. To be honest, like, I wasn't wearing I pants. I could be in an online video. Today, so was it? Yeah. We don't know, but when we have these interviews and these conversations, like we don't know what is going on, or if they're even paying attention, or if you're getting like yeah. giving them the right good impression because they're busy looking around your room, and like looking at everything else. Um, 
besides like the conversation I don't know that's just like my input and my sister works from home now and like she's online every day all the time that is crazy I need interaction yeah I need to talk to strangers I need to talk to like people and feel their energy in order to understand like if I would even fit company how yeah. heck am I supposed to know that and I think that's something that Liz uh like, I don't need to talk for you Liz but like when you were going through your interviews and everything Liz and then you would call me and you would tell me like everything that you were going through would you say that's similar to how like Gab is feeling as well yeah like I mean the I actually enjoy doing Zoom interviews just for the fact that you can have all your notes and everything. Like you kind of cheat a little bit and have everything look up on the screen. Like I remember one company asked me, oh, what do you know about us? And I, I didn't prepare shit. So I like quickly pulled it up and like kind of just like paraphrased their like mission statement. So I was like, phew. But like, I really do miss the interaction, especially relating to class. Like I just feel like class is like I'm not learning like I'm just there with a bunch of people I don't know on my screen and then I'm not even paying attention and like it just feels so draining doing so, online sometimes I'm watching Netflix <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's dangerous at it's, home all right so to get all that stuff out of the way uh, we had like the formal talk obviously Gab I invited you we invited you on the show because you're just a a freaking cool person altogether, right? What is something something good that you did over quarantine that benefited you? That wasn't introspective related. Like, what is something like fun you did? You know, like I I uh, I mm. got back together with my pop punk band from high school. Uh, uh, Liz did got back into fitness. What did what did you do? I did multiple things, to be quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a little bit TikTok fame, a little bit. Then I stopped Loved doing watching TikTok. your streams. At t- <laughs> um, yeah, you'd stream at like six o'clock in the morning. That. I'm like, what is this girl doing? Not sleeping. That's what that's what she's not doing. Um, I got. I never. I never worked out the way I've been working out now. Um, literally been working out for total, like consistently, um, a week now, and my biceps getting huge man like I was just like what <laughs> all my friends were like what like you got toned so quick and I'm like yeah we love that. Uh, another cool thing I am currently doing um I potentially want to sell sweatshirts yeah and uh <laughs> yeah and I created I'll show you this one I created they're all gonna be white sweatshirts okay Okay. Oh, I could do this. I forgot we had the option of. Oh wait, you disabled screen sharing. Never mind. I'm sorry. Can't do that. Never mind. I, I didn't know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but basically, they're all gonna be white sweatshirts, and I sketched uh, a Mona oh, Lisa. Yeah. Mona Lisa. That looks like this. That's dope. Um, and I signed it. I signed it ML. As if like she did this like self portrait of herself like that's dope you know yeah. and I've been doing like whole um, variations of I'm like a huge tracer like I really can't do freehand but I can turn things into my own style when I trace um, I feel more comfortable that way so I am doing a Starry Night actually and it currently looks like this but it's not done yet well, and it's different that's colors. Dope. That's real good. Um, so it's going to be like a whole series. 
and I hope to sell them maybe. We're not that confident yet to we sell will, them. You should be that confident because they are amazing. I would buy it right now I if you had I also did them. this one. I like that. That's a flower. Oh, that's a, I see. I see what it is, yeah. You should definitely see? put those into Canvas or something because they look really freaking good. And I would buy the Mona Lisa oh, I, one like right now. I also wanted to put this one. This Ooh. came out really cool. That's my weakness. You know that's my weakness. Saucy. You'd buy that's it. That's a Tumblr girl. That's a Tumblr girl. Yeah. No, it's not. That was that was sent privately and encouraged oh, okay. to trace. Oh, okay. But um no. we love that you're thriving, Gab. Even if you don't think that you're thriving, we know and we see it. I see it myself, how your personal growth that don't, you have going on. Don't get me wrong, there is tough days. Like for instance, cutting off all my hair, there are days that I look in the mirror and I'm like, I am so ugly. Like I don't feel pretty. And it's not always thriving, which is fine. I feel like people forget that, that it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's remember, we say it all the time. It's okay not to be okay, we love it. When we started this podcast, when I started this podcast, it was uh, literally just me and the microphone. Uh, we were very interview-esque and then we would have topics about really weird stuff. But then uh, we changed it a lot, you know, especially as of late. We've been very mental health and just personal, personal stuff-based. <laughs> and that I think it's just going out really good. Um, what we were saying before was that we've definitely noticed our brand changing for this podcast. Obviously, the dynamic between Britain and I are still here, but definitely we've noticed more of our guests opening up about their personal struggles, and we're here for it because we've turned into kind of a therapeutic mental health awareness things, and I think it's really nice to have people open up about their problems because everyone has problems it makes us human and going back on today's theme of perfectionism I think um, we focus more on showing our good side than admitting our flaws and our flaws are not a bad thing again and while Gab's gone I'm just gonna hyper up really quick Gab is probably one of the most creative person people I've ever met in my entire life and I've never had a bad uh, conversation or situation with her. She's just an all-around good person, and I wish she would give herself absolutely more credit than she deserves. Every time I'm in a group with her, every time I am one-on-one with her, I can just feel the the momentum shift somewhere being happy, you know? And I feel like I surround myself with very positive people, I, I like to think. And uh, Gab is definitely 100% one of them, and Liz is 100% one of them. More recently, yes. And I've been trying to transfer that energy to Brandon because I keep telling him or we keep telling each other our mentality is a reality. So why not make it a good space for us instead of being negative in our thoughts? Because the past year, I've noticed that in myself, I was very negative and mean to myself. So I've been trying to switch that. And the past year of me being all a Debbie Downer to myself has definitely made me suffer even more than I have to and brought me some implications that could have been avoided if I was just a little nicer to myself. And we are coming back right now where Gab has her cat with her. Oh my cat. Sorry. You're good. He was trying to play with my dog and the dog's like 120 pounds. So you're good. Did you hear all that audio uh, Gab that we were talking about? So uh, we're gonna. I did. Uh, Thanks for me up. Made me blush. You're good. You're good. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna end it up right now a little bit, and I just want to say thank you again so much, Gab, for coming on. And you are without a doubt one of my best friends in this program, and 
after I graduate, I if you don't if we don't keep talking to each other, I'm gonna be very mad because uh, my life without Gab is like a world without color. It just shouldn't be. You like I said earlier, you and Liz are both the uh, the basis to my pyramid. And I say it I say it with like the most wholehearted like confessions, and I'm not trying to hype anybody up, but it's the truth. But uh, Liz, really quick, you know how you sometimes get really frustrated with like the comp, the master's program, and everything. Uh, I can't tell you how many times in that first term that Gab and I almost quit uh, this master's program. Like I legitimately had conversations with Florette about leaving this program, and I'm sure Gab had the same uh, same mindset uh, at some point earlier. It was right uh, my. I've been enjoying the graduate <laughs> more than my undergrad, but I've also started this whole program online. So I feel like yeah. it's a lot different for me, but I'm about to take 610 this term and I'm not excited. So I feel like that class is going to be where I start feeling it. So what's 610 again? That's uh, the one that we had with Nikolai, the figures and persuasion. Yeah, it's yeah. really long winded. I almost dropped out after my first course with Lawrence. Yeah. It, it was it was really rough, but um, like I said, like Gab and I had each other to lean on. We had other people in our program to lean on. You have Liz, you know, you always got me, and you can always reach out to Gab now too. She's like she's a homie now as well. But Gab, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are without a doubt an absolute angel, and thank you always. so much. You are the homie. Very first ever, we're letting a guest, not even a guest, we're letting the homie Gab. Close it out. Uh, close it out, Gab. All right. My name is Gab. I'm here with Elizabeth and Brandon. <laughs> and we are about to close out Ain't That Something. We talked about some random stuff. We talked about school. We definitely talked about the journey of job searching. Hope this brings you some closure in some sort of way. Um, remember, stay calm, stay cool, and have a good day. <laughs> Woo! <Love it>. Woo! <laughs>